Are you ready? Yeah. So what's up, Oyabon? What's up, man? Yo, you thank good, you bro? for having me by. Hell yeah. Uh, no thing, bro. So there's a question, like there's something about you that's not clear, and it's like <laughs> I look you up, right? Yeah. And now <laughs> there it says Brooklyn rapper Oyabon. Exactly. Another place. Miami, Florida rapper, <laughs> Oyabon. Yeah. <laughs> and now you in Montreal. So, like, yes. what's the track, man? Yo, so I, I move around a lot, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm originally from... Keep talking. I'm going to make sure you request. I bet. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Brooklyn. Um, but it, it's, it's crazy. I, I've just... Uh, I've always just found homes in different places. I grew up in Brooklyn. I was in Brooklyn all my life. Like... I think around like times like I was like 20, I moved down to Miami and I was living in Miami for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, anywhere that I had an opportunity to kind of continue to do music and stuff like that, I kind of just seized on it. And like Miami was cool. Like I was even down there for school a little bit before like I got thrown out, like when I was in college. But you got thrown out? Yeah. Yeah. Down there in Miami. I had to I ended up having to go back somewhere else to finish out. What so like um, I got into it with a police officer, mm. and he like he he actually assaulted me while I was on campus. And okay. I, I guess to kind of cover up the the whole situation, they they tried to like they were doing everything to like get me dismissed. Like first they tried to like get it processed like criminally, and and it, and it, it didn't even fly. Like I went did my court stuff. I I represented myself when I went because I didn't have bread for a lawyer or anything, and they ended up dropping the case. But then when I went back to school, they still dismissed me. And like when you get dismissed down like in Florida, it fucks up your whole shit. You have to wait like two years just to go back to another school. So it was it was move, kind of what a mess. made you move to Florida though. Um, and how old were you when you went from Brooklyn to Florida? I was in my like twenties. I was probably like twenty. Um, my pops, he had been working in New York for a long time, so he wanted to go down there. So I went down there before him, like a year before. Uh, just to kind of get, like, just used to being down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also kind of just wanted to get out of the, like, the city. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just always have been in New York. Um, when you're in New York, like, people go to college upstate New York or, like, New Jersey or Connecticut. Like, people don't leave New York. So I, I kind of felt like I just wanted to, like, get out the city. So as soon as, like, I, I, I didn't even get accepted to, like, no other real schools or whatever. And that shit... The school I got into, that's I just as soon as I got it, I just dipped pretty much, and I was just down there. But then like, I don't know, college was expensive. I started just getting busy with other stuff while I was there, even just to like eat, pay for school. And like, and Miami's a wild city. Like, I don't know. I always thought New York was crazy, but like, nah. Like, Miami's a crazy What's place. What's the different? Like, how can you compare Brooklyn, where you grew up, when you move into Miami? Miami's like the wild, wild west sometimes. Depending on where you I are. I just see sh- wild shit from Florida you in know general. I mean? like, Yo, and, it's, and that's whole, how it is. Yo, the year I came, the, the year I moved there, the fuck, I don't know if you remember, there was this thing going on. They had like synthetic weed or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And like somebody, somebody ate somebody's face. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was. It was the, that alligator man too. Yes, bro. The fucking like. Yeah. I don't know what's in the air with Florida. Bro, it's, like, a wild, it's wild, bro. And it like, you grew up in New York. You around a lot of stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, New York's wild. You see crazy stuff in New York every day, but nah, like, Florida is high competition on crazy shit. Like, uh, shit I've seen in Florida, I still have yet to see anywhere else. Like, it's wild, bro. <laughs> it's fucking wild, bro. And now you in Montreal. Like, you moved to Montreal, or, like, yeah. you just here for a little um, while? Like- I live here now. Um, my wife is from Canada. 
Yeah, I was um, gonna get. Uh, I'm getting later with your wife, and uh, yeah. congratulations on the baby Thank girl. You. I appreciate too. that exactly. But I'm gonna get on it later. So Keep that's going. that's part of that's the main reason why I'm here. Okay. Uh, I struggled to see myself starting a family in New York, in LA. Uh, before I actually came out here, I was living in LA, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's these places is okay, I guess, mm-hmm. when you're an artist or whatever. But there's still a part of my life outside of music that I find, you know, is, is the core of my life, like my family and stuff like that. So I always was interested in like being able to be somewhere where I can make music, but at the same time, take care of my family and make sure that like my daughter, my wife are in like a healthy environment and stuff, like, you know? Yeah, I get that. So but like, I, I feel like that's something that's unique with you is that you move a lot, so yeah. you gain fan base from these places. Yes, absolutely. And when I saw this, I, I didn't get it. You know, like, I was like, bro, this man is international. He's like, okay, we got enough fans here, next city. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and it's funny because even in like, I talk to people now in the UK and uh, they know I'm from New York, but some people refer to me now as a Canadian artist. Mm-hmm. And I find that interesting, you know what I mean? And it's funny, like, I guess, I don't know. I guess I fall into certain places just kind of easily. I'm, I'm very easy. Like, I'm very, I'm just chill, dog. But I see you getting connected with um, some rappers from here. Like, I saw Nate Husser in your video. Yeah, that's my bro. That's my dog. I see I see you following up on uh, Skyfall. Yes, Skyfall. I did a Allison. podcast with him, like, uh, yeah, yo, I, Yeah, yeah, I actually see y'all. That's, it's funny, when, when you hit me up, I actually went on the channel and I seen it. It's funny, I was just watching it. Yeah, yo, I'm just, uh, there's a lot of talent here. I came across Skyfall because our like we sh- we uh, have like a similar videographer, uh, mm-hmm. Philip. Yeah, um, Philip. So one day I was on Philip's page and I'm watching and like you know I'm I'm busy doing like a lot of the drill stuff, and then like I heard Tink turn up, and I was like, yo. Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. You hear that? And, and I, it's I like heard a- like you know I listen to a lot of people's music out here, but I hadn't really heard anyone that like did drill. So like, and I'm heavy in drill, so I was like, yo, we got to do something. Like we actually have like a a, a video coming out soon. Which is dope, bro. But um, super talented, and, and bro. Uh, and then they're like Nate, bro. Me and Nate are just we're cool, bro. It's funny, like I knew Nate as a person uh, when I first came in to the country before the rap stuff. And then what ended up happening was that uh, we have very we have a lot of mutual friends back in LA. So even when before I left LA, his whole management team. Yeah, because he moves it like from like, Montreal, Toronto, LA, he's like... Exactly. So because of those same movements, we have a lot of mutual contacts. His whole management team, I was already friends with them in LA before I even moved out here. So when I moved out here, he's like, yeah, my manager's this, this, that. I was like, yo, so-and-so used to literally stay at my... Literally, like, his manager used to be at my house every day in New York. His other, his other A&R, I, I used to... I would smoke with him every day in LA. So literally, I knew everybody, had relationships with everybody but Nate. And as soon as I moved out here, first person I met was Nate, you know what I mean? And we've just been cool. And then now, like, now we're starting to do music and stuff together, but we've done, like, been cool, like, probably like probably a year now, actually. Uh, just, you know, just chill shit, yo. It's just, and I, I try to just stay uh, tapped in with, like, mm. a lot of the artists here. I'm big on, like, uh, I'm not, like, the king of the city type of person. I like to just do my thing, but what I would always love to do is help to push certain things. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like because you're a tool. Yeah, you, you shouldn't see yourself as the fucking. Uh, I keep saying it, and it's like, stop trying to be the universe. Start serving the universe. Exactly, bro. You're exactly, hundred percent. And a vessel. You know what I mean? And there's there's uh, certain things that I learned in the states that I feel like is beneficial to a lot of Canadian artists here for them to cross over, because a lot of artists here are trying to understand like, damn, how do I come cross over into the United States? 
You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm from the States. So I feel like even just certain things like that, collaborations, advice, or just, just, just kicking it. You know what I mean? Just building a bigger community so that even people in the States just don't see Canada as Toronto. You know, I was a person before living in, I didn't really know Montreal. I, I genuinely didn't. You know, I knew about Toronto, but it's, Americans, their perception on things is very small. So we got a lot of shit going on, <laughs> like on a daily basis. So I think it's hard for us to look outwards. I just kind of want to help with that more. Um, and there's just so much talent here. That's the thing. It makes it easy. Like, did, I tell people all the time, I've, I've seen more talent here than I've seen in L.A. And the funny thing about that, you would see L.A. as, like, this place of, like, you know, all this stuff. But now, like, Montreal has legitimate, like, art. Like, but there's absolutely no city like Montreal. No. And the main thing is that it's so mixed French and English. Yes. But that makes that a lot of uh, English artists are not promoted as much because yeah, of the see. laws here. And they, they trying to like, because they see it's more and more like uh, uh, Anglophone, English. So they, they don't promote as much. Yeah. Like I got my, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with like the French scene of rap in Montreal. There's this guy. Uh, shout out Connoisseur Ticazo. Uh -huh. He's really like on some old school shit. And he speaks in French. And yeah. you can now he just um, put out his uh, first album in uh, 2021. You see his face on bus in the city. Yeah. Everyone is because he speaks French. Yeah. But then when you're I an think artist, I've seen bro too. K Chanara, um, you know K Chanara. And you know I didn't know he was from here. K Chanara is from Montreal. Like I have I've seen K Chanara like the last 10 years I've been doing music or yeah. like or however long. But like I I didn't know until. Uh, Nate just put something out. I yeah, think. bro, gang signs. Yeah, exactly. But the um, Kechanara did a tweet about this, saying that um, so many talents from Montreal are not getting promoted the way they should no, because it's English, and they're trying to promote like they're not. The city is more and more English, so they're trying to keep it a little bit French. That's why like they get they come back with more laws and laws, and they don't promote as much of English music. Right. And there's so many talent from the city, and it's like a lot of people are like. There's multiple people saying, like, this is why Montreal artists don't blow up. This is why. This is why. And uh, most of them are right. But in general, it's just such a unique city that you can't really compare to another city. That's why they don't blow up. That's why they don't. No, 100%. No, 100%. There's, because there's, there's elements to the stuff that goes on here that you won't necessarily find in another city. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the, the, the difficulties in New York as to what makes things difficult is that we have a revolving door of gang politics so like one year a certain certain gang or a certain side of things may be enforced in new york and then literally the next year the the exact opposing side and they do it on purpose it sells records it creates you know it the beef like you know it's just even the drill industry in new york is centered around beef a, all a lot of the records but i mean that's what drill music exactly. is exactly you know what music. i mean and it's like it's fucked up in a way because it's like a lot of it is just people genuinely trying to express what is going on in the situation. But the industry is also fueling a lot of what is going on, too. You know what I mean? But then you have here where it's like there's these like provisional got like the whole idea of Quebec being French. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and trying to retain their Frenchness and. Stuff like that. And I do notice it. Like, I, I there's an artist that I follow, um, Malik 
Lavender, I think, or something like that. I don't know. He's from out here or something. Uh, there's a few people, but I definitely see, like, the Francophone side, the Anglophone side. And it's, it's very fascinating to me, um, especially that you would assume that to be the benefit. Like, you would assume that, like, the ability for even people to be able to do English speaking, like, music, it'd be like a, I don't know, more supported. But I guess, I don't know, bro. I'm still learning as to why this is going on here. Like, as far as just, like, I guess they're trying to preserve something, maybe. And for your music career, what do you, like, do you think it's a smart move moving to Montreal? Like, I don't even think it affects me, bro. I really feel like I could be. Yeah. Anywhere. And yeah. it's like, that's, that's a lot of things. You, you gain a lot of um, attention to in the UK. Yes. If you're just seeing, you yes. get influenced. I see it in your, yeah. your music. You get influenced by UK drill a lot. And I feel like that's what's really popping right now. Yeah. When I first heard about Skyfall, uh, one of my homies sent a snippet of uh, just be uh, like, I think like two months or a month before he posted um, Thinking Up. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a UK drill artist. Yeah. Then I look him up. He's super... In, Barely nobody knows him. He's um, from Montreal. I'm like, damn, that's interesting. Exactly. And, and he's it, gaining uh, attention from UK. Exactly. I don't know if you saw Georgia Smith reposted. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's, 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 it creates an opportunity for like artists to be able to like see outside. It's funny, we spoke about it uh, the day we did the video shoot. It's like a lot of times in the cities that we're from, we get kind of pigeonholed. You know, like, people see me from New York and they're like, well, you're from New York, why would you leave New York? Or people see him being from, like, a place like Canada. And but what they don't understand is that, you know, there's not always necessarily even love in your own city. You, nine times out of ten, will get the love and attention somewhere else. You know what I mean? Which is probably why I end up moving a lot. Because it's just like, I end up being able to just build more in these places. And even for that, like, the UK really does show love. That's the thing. Like, and, and it's interesting, too, because just like even just how you mentioned, I even get, like, uh, comments from people in the UK. They think I'm from the UK. You know what I mean? Like, they, they genuinely, they, they actually, like, what ends I'm from? And I'm like, yo, I'm from Brooklyn. And I, I think that there's a mystery that I feel like me, Skyfall, like, even artists in Brooklyn that are doing drill, that we're, tr- we're trying to explore as to what the connection there is. Why? Why is it that like the UK and North and and the U? I always say the UK, Canada, and New York. There's something there, something there. Like New Yorkers could look at, like they oh they look at Toronto. Their artists press on everybody. There's nothing that makes them not understand it. Then there's other parts of the country that they may look at Pressa or they may look at certain people in the UK and not really get it. Like people in the South are slowly catching up to this whole drill thing. You know what I mean? Like, but even then, I feel like the South has, a, has got its own shit. And even exactly. the South came out with trap music. Exactly. You know? But now it's like, I feel like it's time for, like, these northern cities to kind of, like, take back a little bit. But, I mean, you say take back. I feel like everybody's got their own spot. Exactly. And like, with a lot, the thing with Montreal is that Montreal is a city that absorbs and putting to its own version. Yes. So there's so many sounds. So many sounds. So many sounds. Like, sometimes you hear a rapper, oh, he's from Florida for sure. 
and like another rapper. Oh, that's a Bay Area for bro, sure. Bro, I heard somebody out here. I thought he was from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Bro, you I'm not know. even lying you, to you. you hear bro, it. I tell Nate all the time. Nate sounds like he's from the West Coast, bro. He does. Yo, bro, and, it, and it's so funny because if you tell it to him. Like he's just he he's not. I'm a real motherfucking gangster. You bro, that's a pure West bro, Coast sound. Like. Bro, like it's wild. It's really and I've never been somewhere to have noticed that, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's very interesting. Like, I'm one of the few artists in New York that has a different sound. Oh, bro, you don't even like you don't sound like a Brooklyn artist. Exactly. Like in in certain songs, like the energy may be there. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to really. But if you talk, just the, right now I'm talking to you, I can hear your, your New York accent. Exactly. You know, you know what you, I mean? You, you grew up there. But your music, and that's a, another thing I'm trying to get in. And it's like, I mean, drill is kind of popping right now. But especially this year, I feel like you, you transition a lot of your sound. Like yes. it used to be really a more melodic flow and like almost typish R&B with yeah. very high auto-tune. Yeah. And now it's going really towards more drill. And I yeah. know you're... Uh, coming out with an album this month yes and you it's gonna be more drilled just like yeah. the last album yeah and it's like talk about this is it really because right now that's what's popping what made you like transition to go there like, so basically i felt like i drill actually became like a really good outlet for me when there was like a lot of shit that was just going on like i couldn't <sighs> there was things that was going on that i couldn't just put on an r&b record Right. There was things that I felt like were really going on in my life that even on a trap record, it didn't fit. Drill genuinely gave me this outlet to speak about things that I had not only went through in my past, but I was also going through like in current day. And I just I I felt like I just more and more just kept just doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it outside of whether it was even going to continue to stay relevant or not. Because even when like things like happened like last year, like the like Pop's tragic passing. I didn't think the world was going to still carry on. Even, even I didn't even know how they were going to still perceive. What do you mean still carry on? In regards to, like, the genre, sometimes I feel like it had just gotten popular. I didn't know if it was going to be something that people just moved on from. You know what I mean? But I also didn't care. I felt like I was more concerned about telling my story and stuff like that than anything else, and it, it just kind of helped. So I just kind of just dove at that. And... I don't like to just be known for something too long. Mm-hmm. A lot of people was like, a lot of people almost forgot that I rapped <laughs> because I had been doing R&B. I was like, nah, that's not what I want. So I was like, all right, well, I don't want to come back from singing and do melodic rap and do this. I was like, I'm going to come back to that. But I'm, if I'm a rap, I'm a rap. And I wanted to rap in a way where like people, they're like, nah, he could rap rap, you know? And Drill, once again, provided that avenue. You know, like Silent Hill. I don't know if you ever, if you got a chance to hear it. The Prezi. These are Prezi. bar for and bar. And your next album is going to be called Prezi 2, right? Yes. Bro, the whole project, seven songs, bar for bar for bar for bar. That's another thing. I feel like if you compare uh, American Drill to UK Drill, American Drill is really based more on the, on the sound. Yes. And so UK. Yes. You go hear the bars in bars. this. And it's like, when I say this to someone, and it's like, bars, people associate bars with like lyricism and shit. It's not about that. It's the the, the <sighs> wordplay you Bro. use. UK Drill is based oh on wordplay. Oh my play. God, yes. Yo, like, UK Drill, 
UK drill rappers are the best lyricists. I, I like. I, I I would debate this too. I too. will debate this. They one. are the best. They are currently the best lyricists on this planet. The lyricism that is coming out of the UK is absolutely mad. Like the world, the wordplay, the metaphors, the way that they're delivering stuff is just not being noticed. That's very debatable, but I get you. You know, like I feel like here in America, the 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 emphasis on lyricism has definitely been dialed back a lot. Oh. A lot of people are more focused on melodics and certain stuff, and maybe just the energy of certain records. When I listen to UK rappers. They will not miss an opportunity to get a bar off. Like, but I feel like even the United States and um, in general in America, it's coming back. I, I'm a big fan of like really old school grimy shit. I don't right. know if you're familiar with uh, Griselda. No. Bro, look him up. Okay. Look him up. Bet. Griselda. So these three. It's a group of three. They're from Buffalo, West Side Gun. Benny the Butcher and Conway oh, the Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 Yes, boom. and Benny the Butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Facts. So you feel like, okay, I guess. But you. even then, that's not drill. It's really, you, you hear this shit, and it's like, you could think it's from the 90s. Yes, 100%. Nah, I feel you on that. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like, and you know, it's funny, even to just bring back your point, the, the project that I'm putting out this month, it's, UK drill inspired. So it's very lyrical. What I did was April, May, June. In around June or July, I'm putting out another project. That project is gonna be more American drill. And it's funny that you're already in tune with the fact that that's there is a difference. Because there the, is. the other project that's coming out is gonna be more about the sound. You know what I mean? Not to say that I dialed back on lyricism, but the approach is more focused on the of drill you know what I mean like even with pop it was the sound there was this energy about pop you know what I mean but a lot of people I feel like put it on pop smoke and it's all respect to pop smoke because yeah. he, he put New York drill to a mainstream era yes but man drill music from New York has been there if you hear 22 G's yes if you hear other rappers like that and it's like when I hear people say like oh they weren't like pop smoke uh was the first to like put drill music in New York that is not true yeah no, 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 there no, were drill no, music no, no, everywhere no. just some 100%, artists 100%. they gonna put it to another level exactly and like pop pop oh, people smoke yeah the thing is with pop I guess is that one for me I feel like him being from the neighborhood that I'm from in New York I, I always will reference him you know in the sense that like it's, it was rare that we had somebody from where I'm from in Canarsie to just come out so it's like everybody's always usually from Flatbush, Bed Stuy, Brownsville, even, you know. But like, no. But where exactly from Brooklyn are you though? Oh, from Canarsie. Okay, that's it. Yeah. So like, there's not too many rappers that have come out of Canarsie. Pop, uh, Flip the Narrow. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. I think Fabio's from like Flatbush, if I'm not mistaken. Chef G's from Flatbush. You know. Uh, uh, I don't know where 22G's is from. But, yeah, like, it's just rare. You know what I mean? But you're absolutely right. Like, the move. I mean, the movement really started with the whole 22G's and Chef G beef. And then it kind of, like, grew itself out. There's guys like Curly Sav that have been doing it for a while, too. Like, it's, I guess the thing with Pop is that, to me, he showed that, like, he was starting to show people that Drill had these other layers. 
that drill and the thing is it does like drill really is more than beef records that's the that's what i'm even trying to show people this year you know like i'm also i mean even even if the, the approach that i'm trying to do for drill also i'm trying to use also save lives like the the genre cannot oh. be solely focused on beef records because look what's happening you know what i mean like these things really do spill out into the streets and i think if people had the opportunity to use drill in a different way, like sonically, you know, like this year I'm gonna start, I'm gonna put out more like uh, R&B inspired drill records. You know what I mean? It could help to just give artists another outlet. It could help to just quell a lot of the violence. You know, it could give enough space for people to have their sounds and not have to feel like they even interfere with each other. You know, and it, it once everybody starts making money, a lot of the violence is gonna stop naturally. But like where it is right now, or even where it used to be, it's just very. It's mixy, you know? Do you, do you think trap and drill music influence people to go towards, like, because there's a lot of things that trap music and drill music, the, if you go as its core, it's to represent an environment. Yes. But there's a lot of artists who get stuck in the way and forget what it's for. And that someday it becomes more of a ego music. Yes. And that's usually nowadays rap. I was thinking about this because I listen to a lot of soul. Yeah. I love 70s music. Exactly. And I compare 70s music because soul and rap are black music. Exactly. Just coming from different eras. Exactly. And in the 70s, it was about the soul. It came from the soul. And I feel if I listen to rap, a lot of rap music is ego music. Yes. And you see how we transition to this. So... Do you think trap and drill music has an influence on youth in general? Do you think drill music puts more, put in kids' heads that like it's cool to, the violence is cool and the trapping is cool? And uh... That's a good question. I, I feel like it depends. Exactly, it depends. Uh, the reason why I say that is it depends. The reason why I say that is I think that different artists have different approaches to certain stuff. Like, I don't know. It's funny. Let me, let me like, take that in for a second. Because for me personally, it has influenced me. But, I mean, I wouldn't say just music. It was kind of like who I was hanging out with. Yeah. But I've been in some... Before, when the I was in, into all this, I was convincing myself that... Is like I'm trying to get money. I'm yeah. trying to get this. A lot of it was peer pressure and uh -huh. just influence from not only who I was surrounding myself with, but, but I was too. listening to. Fast. I was listening to a lot of trap music, and it was like I was adopting those values. You're right. Uh, I I guess it's a complicated thing because you try to like look at it like even I I try to look at it on like. Uh, a conscious level in a certain way mm -hmm. but then it's funny one debate i had with my friend a while ago was that i remember like uh, yeah it's the camera probably stopped recording keep okay going, keep going. uh i remember like uh years ago we had a debate about what conscious music was my friend told me he was like well j cole's conscious rapper chance is a conscious rapper kendrick is a conscious rapper this and that so i asked him i was like well why is 50 Cent a conscious rapper? He's like, nah, 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 nah. He's like a gangster rapper. I'm like, but he's a gangster rapper expressing his conscious. 
He's like, I wouldn't. Uh, word. And I, I, I was like, I just don't understand what makes it not that. You know what I mean? He's expressing his conscience. Like, he's, that's exactly what these other guys are doing. I just, I feel like once that line is start to be drawn, it then makes it, like, kind of tricky, you know? It, I feel like it depends, like, how the energy you put out toward. That's why, like, yes, I feel like if we talk about Kendrick, and it, Kendrick's my favorite artist. Exactly. And I wouldn't put him as a conscious rapper. He's put out some song more conscious, but in general, Thank that's you. what's going to different, like, J. Cole, I could put him in there, just like Joey Badass, and like, um, but I feel like what conscious rapper is, it's like going, it's what you put out, like your values. Exactly. Let's say, like, Facts. So, is 50 Cent a conscious rapper? I wouldn't consider him as a conscious That's rapper. That's interesting. That's very fascinating. I guess I always looked at it like him expressing these sides to him and stuff like that put it in that space you know but that's what i'm saying i feel like it's all subjective and even to go back to the youth thing i don't know i really don't bro i feel like that's the question that like every generation of artists faces you know what i mean since like like forever like is the music that we're doing what is the influences on the youth like i remember what i was doing when love sosa came out <laughs> And I, I, I'd, I'd be lying to say if any of it was legal, you know? Was that song the... Was that song no, and a lot not, of other stuff... Not, yeah, exactly. The, was it the background music to a lot of shit going on? Okay, 100%. I have so many memories from the best from to the worst that Love, Love Sosa is in background. Yo! <laughs> yo, like, yo, that's the thing about it. Like, what I will say to this is this. The drill music, trap music, isn't going to have an influence on any youth that isn't a part of that environment anyway. So, maybe maybe to add to that, I'll say to this. If I'm from middle America, suburbs, this and that, and I listen to drill music, and I'm in a certain environment, home setting, I'm not going to go out and spin the block on somebody. I'm not going to go out and, and like, have ops. I'm, that... It's going to be just for entertainment for me, right? Man's going on the right? ops with the neighbor. Like, now, if I'm living in the hood, like, oh, and man. there's this kid in another neighborhood that's been fucking with me, right? Now, and you, now I that's listen, all you and hear. And now I'm listening to my drill song. Maybe I, will, maybe I will mask up and go out there. Like, so maybe, but I still feel like that falls in the question of the environment, which is not the responsibility of us as musicians. You like know what I, I mean? Like I said earlier, it's like... They wouldn't yeah, relate to like, it if they were like, in it. Trap music did influence me, but at the end of the day, you was in the trap. It, it, it's like I don't know. Like that's how I look at those type of things. Like it's just one of those things where it's just like it's gonna put you if you're in it. Like as I said, I genuinely remember certain times where like whether it was Chief Keef, just certain projects that was out in that era, and like what I was genuinely doing. You know what I mean? And I feel like it helped. It, it just definitely was a theme music to a lot of it. Let's just put a little pause. Love Sosa goes out in the book as a legendary <laughs> fucking song. Yo, one of the greatest songs that's oh, ever Oh, but these bitches love Sosa. Sosa. Oh, uh, bro. <sighs> Crazy. Hey, bro, let's dive the subject a little. Your wife. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, because I feel like... And this is something I was talking about with my friend just yesterday. And we were talking, like, purpose of a girl in your life. Yeah. And I, I was telling my friend that I was at a point where, like, 
at this point, girls, they're going to come and go. And, like, they were, we were talking about, there's a lot of, like, I feel like, especially nowadays, there's a community, a lot of internet, and it's, like, the red pill. They see girls, like, it's like, oh, it's the red pill community. They see, and basically, most of them, their shit is, like, fuck bitches. Yeah. Like, fuck girls. Oh, how sus is that? You're saying fuck girls? Like, and I feel like if we go, like, to that red pill shit, it's really about understanding a girl's nature. So I can, let's say, let's say you meet a girl and, bro, her true nature, no disrespect, is a thought. But you're trying to put her as a housewife. No. Now, that's the red pill shit. That's what, it's like, basically the meaning of red pill, if you go back to the Matrix, Exactly. going out of your fantasy exactly so but if you see that a nature of a girl is like she can help you be the man that you need to be exactly you see that's a girl you, you need to go towards and i feel like a lot of guys get lost in that whole thing it's like 100%. saying like let's well yeah cute no what no you're, you're no you bro you were on a, you were on an amazing like, note you're, you're absolutely right exactly and it's like let's say Cause the way I see it, and I, I tell a lot of friends this: the show, you, the way you should see your thing is that like, I don't know if you you fuck with um, manifestation and yes, shit like that. Absolutely. Because I know I know you with spirituality. I see uh, you um, with Islam, right? Yes. Yes. And um, I'm a true believer of manifestation. There's exactly. an affirmation that I, I I tell my friends to tell themselves, and it's like, let's say, like you already have the girl you need. Exactly. It just hasn't come yet. You're not there in your little video game yet. So it's like, let's say you... You may not even be, you may not even be where you need to be as a man to receive that type of exactly. woman. Sometimes, that, that's what a lot of it... Like, sometimes you, you're at a point where you just want to fucking dip. Sometimes yeah. you're at a point where you just like, let's say, you don't, you don't have to... Your focus is not necessarily on having a main girl right now. So you got a, a little thing on the side. You, you're doing your thing. But it's really about telling yourself, let's say like... To not go in this little fantasy shit that, okay, I already have the girl I need and it's not whoever I'm seeing right now because I see her true nature. We're having fun. I respect this girl exactly. for who she is, but she's not who I need to, she's not who I need to be the man I, I want to exactly. be. Exactly. Exactly. And how do you, is this situation with your current wife, like, how do you reflect that? Like, um, it, It's funny. I, I look at it like it's one of those situations, just like what you said, where it's like, I think it got to a point in my life where I, I started to ask myself certain real questions. And I was very big on just like, one, not really being distracted by certain stuff. So for me, it was just like, genuinely, I, 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 on a just surface level, women genuinely come and go. I've had situations in my life. Everything where come like, and go. Yeah, exactly. I've had situations in my life where I had it good. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of attention. I've had situations in my life where I have fucked up all my money. Like, genuinely fucked it up. And nobody was around. You know what I mean? I've been locked before. Who bailed me out? Nobody bailed. You know what I mean? Like, when things really happen, you really kind of cert. What I've learned is that, and especially with my wife, it was something that, like, there's certain things that do transcend everything else. And just like what you said, there are, there are people that devalue. And, and what you kind of are looking for in a situation, I got tired of just being, I, I didn't, it was almost a distraction to be running through like these empty situations. But I also didn't necessarily know when and how I wanted to be in a situation either. 
You know what I mean? Like that even even me being married, it just was a natural thing. It was it got to a point where it was like I had genuinely found a person that I wanted to be with. You know what I mean? And the also biggest part of it was that for a long time, one thing that I had to do with as a man that maybe most men have to like come to terms with is that I was not always in a good place to have taken anything on. I thank God that even my the way me and my wife was married and where I was in my life as a man, it was good. Because had it been three years ago, I could have fucked it up. You know what I mean? And and that's a big part of it too. Like I don't know if sometimes we see ourselves in a position to even be able to receive love or anything from another person. Sometimes, how can how can you receive love if you don't have love for yourself? Exactly. If you if you're at a point where it's like and it's not that you should always have like <coughs> always in your whole life be at a point where you love yourself because there's some point where you're not going to be there. Nah. And that's what like that's when you you should not be focusing on trying to get like how the fuck do you expect to love someone if you don't love yourself? Exactly. And I'm going to be even even to add on to that we're married is 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 there still a journey to love ourselves every day a hundred percent your whole fucking life but there is a idea there there is a deeper level of understanding when it comes to your commitment to want to do certain things like i i I had like i had been in a very good place even just by myself like that was a big part of it i wasn't I didn't have dependency issues when I got into when I got married. I didn't I had genuinely worked things out, bro. Like I had I had I was the type of guy where I I would just like I'm either I'm either super like closed off pretty much where I, I couldn't really open up emotionally. I just wasn't and also I'm a workaholic. So I it's very easy for me to just bury myself and yo nothing is around. You know what I mean? Nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. My my wife is 100% always the center. And that's the thing. Once again, it was rare that I ever really would even break away for something. But she's also a person that appreciates that. Most other women, bro, they hate that shit. Genuinely. What do you mean they hate? Like, that you get on your, Women like, like men with money, but they don't like men that actually be trying to get to the money. Let let's let's get on the b- debate with this. I'm going to tell you, like, the way... And that's what I've been... They don't appreciate... And I'm going to be real. That's my biggest test. You gotta, you gotta be around me with the hustle. The way I saw it, a lot of, bro, since I started doing podcasts, I've seen a lot more attraction with girls. Yeah. And you know why? Not necessarily, and they, they love that, that I do podcasts. They don't necessarily watch the podcast because it's not the podcast that I do, it's the fact something. that I do them. You're just doing something. And the fact, let's say, you with a girl, you chilling, you wake up in the morning, you get straight like to edit a podcast. That's it. That turns her on. You know why? And you, you say like... Some, some, bro, some other ones, bro, they want your attention all the time. And those are the ones that... You they gotta, want it, but... You got to be careful. Yeah, because it's like, yo, like, you got shit to do. Just like you would respect if she what, has something to when, do. When I say, like, she loves it, it's not... It's, she's not necessarily going to love that, like, I'm not cuddling with her in the morning and yeah. I'm on my shit. Yeah. It's not, but it will make her chase for my attention because she doesn't have it. And that's what I realized. It's like... Uh, my friend was talking to me about this, and I was agreeing 100%. Stop caring, she starts chasing, and to a point where it's like, I'm not saying don't care about them, it's care about you more. Yes. And once you care yes, about you exactly. more, yes, it's like, absolutely. let's say, bro, girls are not attracted by what they want a lot of times. I'm not saying in every case. 
they 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 they'll, they'll, they'll tell you they want they want a guy who will like always validate her, always have their their attention. But once they have this, they take it for granted. Yeah. But once you they see it's not. Well, they don't if really you, if, want if, it, bro. If you don't care about them at this point, it's not. Don't try to be an asshole. But like, it's about caring about you about yourself yes. more than her, and that will keep her around. Because she sees you, you have a shit. You're not depending on her. You, you someone to gravitate towards. Yes, that's exactly, and that's that's there's there's a I forgot what the name of the book is, but it's it's genuinely a book about it. Like, there's a there's a there's a definite there's something that women find attractive about a man that knows what he wants. Simple, you know what I mean, and that like nothing will get in the way of what he's trying to do, and like and and that's why I said it's different type. Yo, there there are women who. Just, oh no, we about to say? Uh, I was gonna say like it's different type of woman. Let's say, and that's what happens. A lot of people will say like, oh, all girls are like this. All boy, uh, all men are like this. But all girls you attract are like this. Guess why? Because you are a certain type of person. I am someone who gives off very masculine energy. Exactly. Therefore, I am attracted and attracts girls with very feminine energy. Exactly. I have another friend who has a little bit more ma- feminine energy. And every girl he gets with, bro, so they look fine as hell, but it's I'm not even really sexually attracted by them because it's the type of girls you're more comfortable giving a props to than a hug almost. Yeah. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Because it's not the same energy we give up. Exactly. Yo, and you know, it's funny, like, that's something that also a lot of people are, that's what I mean, like, you have to really get to know yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you have to, like, I... like you have to just know yourself I think that was a benefit of like even the situation with even me and my wife that we were also in a good place with ourselves to have like you know what I mean like moved on and we're we we're very like committed bro like I genuinely bro don't have eyes for other women like it's it's funny when I tell people that they think it's like I'm being dead ass I'm I'm really not like I'm good you know what I mean like in the sense that like this is what I wanted and like in the sense that now like even being married is it grounds me. What do you think is the traits that make you not look for other women? Um, even more than commitment, because I think a lot of times, like as a man, I think a lot of decisions come out of the. I think growing up, I my dad is a certain way with my mother, and I think that helped me a lot. Like I have really been around my dad all my life, and like he's just a certain way with my mom. But I think outside of that. I've also had been around other people where what I... What do you mean? What type of way? Like, like, um, just solid. You know what I mean? He was just a solid person. In a world where I grew up, and I actually thought that was normal, and I realized, nah, not necessarily, that a lot of people just aren't solid like that. On both sides. Not even men or women just like that, you know? I think I was able to see that, and it wasn't nothing that I naturally just picked up either. You know what I mean? I had... <laughs> Like, like tragic relationships, bro. But like, you know, but like, it was just, I think eventually it got to a point where I was more concerned about having it be right. And I I, I think that like, for me, it's just like, there aren't, my wife is everything that I had been looking for. You know what I mean, bro? Like, it's just, I don't, I'm not a surface value person and either. You know, so you know. even the looks thing, I don't care. I think I genuinely think my wife is the most beautiful person, and like it's it even even on the outside, but just as a person, like she understands every fucking thing that I am dealing with, going on with. Like I am, I I have a lot of shit going on. You know what I mean? And for her even to just be the person that she is, 
I just, I don't know. I, I, I care about that more. I'm not into the whole trophy thing and oh yeah, like da da. I think these these guys are miserable. I just feel like it's so they hate their wives. They fucking hate them. They these guys will be, they will be around their wives and it, it's you know what you know what's a weird thing to me. Like a lot of people will marry certain women for their for their friends to like basically show it off to people and status and basically show off to people. They hate them. <laughs> I can't Bro, I like know that. a guy just. I have like enough this, things that I'm like... stressed about to be stressed, about. <laughs> like to deal with that every fucking day. Fuck that. Exactly. To a point where, like, I'm so good. I, I go back to what you were saying. You need to go back to yourself first. Yes. And there's a, a sentence I have read in my room. I'll say it in every single podcast. Work on you, and what you need will gravitate towards you. Exactly. 100%. You worked on yourself. Yes. And that's, bro. That's why I tell myself, it's like, I already have the girl I need. Exactly. She's yeah. not there yet because I'm my, just not there yet and I'm not at a point where my, I need my her. My wife and I had dated previously and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work out. Because you were not at the place in your bro, life you needed to be neither at. Neither of us were. And that, that was a big part of it, bro. Like, even, even. I'm going to go see if it records. Keep yeah, yeah. Even when we had came back, like, together and everything, the first thing we said was that we were happy that, the, the, that we took the time to be better. You know what I mean? To. You know, because, yo, like, you can't, people go into situations with all types of stuff. I never wanted to start a family with baggage and drama and this and that. And I didn't want to have a baby mother. I didn't want to do all of that. Like, I, I didn't, I just, I needed stability, bro. My life is so unstable, it felt like, all my life. That is the most stable thing that I have now, being married and having a child. Every, the whole world could spin out of control around me, which it usually does every other day. But that grounds me, you know? And it's just what people value, bro. I don't know. I, I feel like that's just what matters. I like to see that. I'm, I'm actually starting to see more rappers valuing relationships. You know, and I, I like it. It's, I appreciate it. It's, I, think it's, I, I think it's realistic than this lifestyle that a lot of us are forced to, like, try to sell. And it's not, it's not genuine. You be seeing rappers. I didn't even know 2 Chains was married and had kids till but three. Bro, he has uh, three kids. Bro, he has, like, an army. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I didn't even know. You wouldn't know. And it's not to say, like, I get it. Like, I'm not to say, like, you have to involve your... But I don't know, bro. I think that there needs to be a, a better culture moving forward. And, you know, it goes back to even what you were saying about, like, even the soul music and certain stuff. We could be rappers, bro, and still be good people. You know, this whole idea of, like, this toxic image shit is getting corny. Even Future's, even Future's about to come. He's gotten cuffed up, bro. Like, it's, the narrative is changing. You know, it is. Future is the toxicity king. Yeah, but bro, I don't, <laughs> even, know, king of I don't even know if you know what's going on. He's, he's <laughs> bro, a, I'm not going to lie. A, he's, a, he's with some girl now, bro, fully in love, bro, for like last couple months, bro. I don't really look into other guys like that, but like, I'm not even going to lie. When I'm like, it's I'm starting to catch feelings for someone I don't want to, I start listening to Future. Yo, yo, <laughs> to play the Future tape real quick. <laughs> I'm just quick. playing Future and like, yo. even if I hit you once, you part of my career. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what an amazing album. <laughs> but yeah, and let's go back to um, more spirituality. What's, what is, where is your relationship with Allah? Um, strong. I feel like I need to put some work in on Ramadan next month. And has it, since when has it been the way it is right now? And let me guess, I feel like it has been stronger since you're with your wife. Yes, 100%. I actually converted last year. Uh, okay. um, so last year was my first Ramadan. Last year was a lot of firsts for me. Um, I, 
I just feel more connected to like I just feel more connected to a lot of anything. I feel like being Keep going. Uh I feel like being with I feel like being with my wife, being around her family too. They've taught me a lot. I feel like I'm more appreciative of things. I feel like I'm more gracious. Uh I don't know. I feel like I'm more like able to deal with a lot of things too. I genuinely feel even more powerful uh in just my being than I've ever really felt. You know what I mean? Like just despite there's shit that goes on, bro, like every day, you know what I mean? And I, I don't feel like God has forgotten me. I actually used to feel that for a long time. And then um but it was a it was a self thing. I had a lot of shit that I had to process and I was mad at myself for a bunch of shit and I felt like I had to I used to think that God had like this beef with me and I didn't realize that I had a beef with me pretty much and I had to sort that shit out and once I started to kind of I was my biggest op <laughs> like me I'm, you, we I'm, all I'm my are. biggest op bro like 100% that's why like you know what's funny is that especially in a more inner cities environment yeah. I feel like let's say you spinning the block or you just see, see, see seeing what's happening in the streets and it's like who are you looking towards you see, you, you see a kid with his glasses, his uh, like class, uh, book classes, and like going in the street. You're not looking at him. You know who you're looking at? The guy who just looks exactly like, like you. you. That's self hatred. No, 100%. That's self hatred. 100%. It really is. It, it's. There's a song that I'm putting out uh, in April, and it wasn't like trying to get too preachy preachy about it, but it, it is starting to ask certain questions about why people love drill so much. Like, the, the chorus is, like, is, is kind of, like, satirical. It's like, America loves all this gangster shit. And it's supposed to put people in the sense that it, why do they love it, you know? Like, what, what about all of this is that? I'm starting to ask, I feel like it was a question I've been meaning to ask because I see how popular drill's become, and I'm like, you know what, fuck it. It's a good time to ask it. Like, start to play into it. Even the verses, I, I kind of start to, like, play into, like, people, like, the, but that's a good question. Like, and you saying you're going to drop a song in April about this, but talk about it right now. Yeah. Why do you think people are attracted to drill music? It's entertainment for them. Seeing rappers go in and out of jail, seeing them face 30. It really is. And get off and beat the case. It's, bro, all, look at it's the, all, it's like a TV show to them, bro. And they have no idea. Look at fucking TMZ, bro. Bro. What are they putting out in the or any the media? Or the rumor academics, the bullshit. bro. Bro, fucking Charlemagne. Like, what, what is those guys entertaining? I don't really Bold know. motherfucking shit. Because that's what people are trying to see. Yeah, bro. And, like, I'm going to be real, bro. Don't, don't believe the hype, bro. Like, people will... R.I.P. Pop Smoker today blew in the face in some certain senses, bro. But same thing with Nipsey, certain things, but they don't want to admit that they, they're they fascinated with rappers dying. You nobody, half of America didn't give a fuck about King Von before he passed, bro. Bro, nobody gives a shit about anyone until and you know, they pass. And, and even, even when they pass, they, they still... It, like me, bro, I'm not, I don't, I'd get out of this shit before I felt like somebody, like I was gonna die, dog. At least try to. And I feel like it's one of those situations where it's just like, these people don't, these people do not really give a fuck. Your life is a fucking, like, like, it's a fucking game, bro. It's a video game, dog. Like, I forgot what I said in the song. I'd have to literally rap the whole song to remember it. But like, it talked about like, even, it was two sides to it. 
America loves all this gangster shit. It was the fan side about how fans, like, I think I said they want to see me in the box for the entertainment. Like, everybody say free you, but it's entertaining. It, they want to see you go to court. They Casanova wanna, tweeted uh, not so long ago. Everybody's yes. screaming free me. Everybody's screaming free me. He has been in jail for I don't know how like I don't know how long he said. He has received no visits and he's just an hour from New York. Entertainment, bro. Everybody's screaming free bro, you, free you, bro. Got, why, why the fuck can't you just? Bro, come, I got come I got I remember I got locked up in Miami, and there was a person I, I at the time, you know, I thought it was cool. With. When I got locked up, you would think bro would have came, got me bonded out or anything, right? You know, he did like go around campus. Pretty much going around bitches, yo, bro, Andrew got locked, da, da, da. Like, as, like, it was a thing to, like, get bitches, bro. Like, when I got out, I literally almost strangled him, bro. Because it was like, bro, I was sitting inside, you know what I mean? Like, you could have been doing shit to try to get me out, all of this shit. And, like, you out here going around, telling, even telling people my business, you feel me? I'm not, I didn't even want people to know that at the time. Like, I didn't even start talking about even me, even me being locked up until, like, a couple years after it happened. I wasn't, I don't know what I was proud of, you feel me? And, like, you going around telling bitches that shit, like... You like you the one getting locked up, like yeah, Andrew. Get, and that's and that was one of the. And now as a rapper, Pillow talking. I see this shit every day. I see people going in and out, getting locked up seven times, this and that, this and that. And I, I genuinely, people are fascinated with it, bro. They love it. And that's the thing. Nobody wants to admit it, but they love it. They love seeing us die. They love seeing us die. They love seeing us getting locked up. And that's that's one of the things I want to like kind of talk about on this song. It's called American Gangster Story. It's like it. It just highlights that. You know, while all the, and then on top of it, while all that's happening, then you got the feds <laughs> who like are literally just sitting there like trying to indict you on lyrics, trying to indict you on stuff, trying to get you to, you know what I mean? Like there's a guy that's blowing up on YouTube right now and it's in a, uh, he, he, I don't know if he's a lawyer or he's like studying in riots or some shit, but he's just reacting to drill music. Yeah. And he's saying how r ridiculous it is. It's like rappers are just telling on themselves yeah nah, that's yeah that yeah nah. like he he's listening to this and it's like especially I, I'm, I'm not he even says it like okay i'm Yo, not you gonna go this, anything bro. to this guy but if someone wanted to this man would be in jail he's snitching like um but at the end of the day you can't it's now in rap you can't do this because oh, a, a lot of rappers isn't it art are entertainers yeah isn't They're it not, art if da vinci paints a painting of a woman getting killed does da vinci go to jail exactly that's a problem with rap, bro. Exactly. And it's like, no, not to diss any rappers, but like, guess why so many rappers are in movies and are actors without even having acting classes? Rappers are naturally, and you're a rapper, and yeah. I, I can, I'm sure you can't even say it to yourself. There's some shit you've said in music that are for entertaining purpose. 100%. Rather, exactly, because it's an entertainment business. Yes, and I feel like people follow their, favorite, follow their favorite rapper. One of the biggest, like, uh, comparison you can see or like parody of this you can see uh you ever watch the boondocks yes riley how he was dick riding gangstalicious because <laughs> he's like oh he's such a gangster bro he's a rapper bro he's a, it's an entertainer bro, man it's not a fucking hey, yo that yo even that host even even that that whole situation is in itself crazy is is wild too because gangstalicious was a homo, homie. He, he was a homo thug like which in <laughs> yeah. in rap bro like, yo, it's dog. The rap shit is weird, bro. That's all. It is, Like, it's bro. a weird industry, bro. A lot of these gangster rappers is weird, like, you know? Gangster rappers. Bro. Yeah, bro. You know? And, like, to me, I feel like the gangster Like, it's funny. I always tell my wife this. I feel like what makes... 
what makes me feel like a gangster is not necessarily the same things that other people make feel like a gangster. What makes me feel like a gangster is being able to talk to people and tell them, bro, this street shit is not what it is. This shit is not fun. This shit is not like... Because you actually lived it and yeah, you can bro. actually... Like, it's like... I really don't try to glorify Let's say a, a rich person is going to come and tell you, oh, money and shit. A super beautiful person will come and tell you beauty is not everything. It's like when you lived it yes. and went through it, you can see this like... Bro, like, when you're not even in that environment, why, why are you trying to be like this? Exactly. this is, there's nothing good coming out exactly. of this. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I don't know, bro. I feel like what people see as gangster nowadays is mad confusing, bro. Like, you don't really, like, I think it's gangster that I'm married. I think it's gangster that I take care of my daughter. I think it's gangster that I take care of my family. I think it's gangster that I put opportunities onto my friends. I think it's gangster that... If, if I really believe in people, and don't give a fuck if I'm eating off, I, don't, I would make sure you're good. Like, I think that's just gangster. I was raised a certain way, even just outside of my home, even just the niggas I grew up with. Like, even the type of crip niggas I grew up with, I just feel like niggas just moved a certain way. And I just, I don't, I grew up to start to see things just change. I see things like people like Takashi running around and shit like that just confuses me. And what confuses me even more is just like people's support of it. And just like what they, de- what are they, what they determined to be. Because it's entertaining. Exactly, bro. And they don't understand what it's doing. But like, it's not even to say like, yeah, yo, people should be out here like, I, yo, I, as I said, these are the things that to me is just gangster. I thought it was really dope. I like, I like when I see rappers start foundations. I think that's gangster. I like to see rappers do stuff in their neighborhoods. I like to see rappers do certain stuff. I think that's gangster. I think all of the stuff where it's like. People be calling these people uh, gangsters and they, they a boss and they go and all this stuff. And these people ain't even taking care of their families. These people ain't even taking care of their women. They, these people are not even taking care of their kids. And like, yeah, we gonna glorify them and boost them up to be something. It's just like, nah, like that shit is corny, right? I feel like there's people that have something. I'm from the Jay-Z school of thought. You know, I'm from Brooklyn. So I feel like- the, Shout out to HOV, man. You know what I mean? my favorite rappers. I think, I think just, how Hov has handled himself is how, like, I, it's not even something that I emulate. I just, it's just natural. I, I genuinely see how I get it. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. I feel like a lot of meaning also to starting a family and getting a girl to wife up, a legacy. 100%. You have some energy and some things you are putting outside the world. Yes. And having a family, a wife that's gonna help you be the man you need to be. Yes. And children that would lead on your legacy. Exactly. Cause that's, bro, our time on earth is so fucking small. Exactly. It's like, if you really trying to put a, a print in this bitch, you put a print in another woman that <laughs> makes another baby. That's it, bro. And it's just following up. And not to say to a point, I feel like some parents will, will, will be at a point where they think like, Oh, this is a mini me. This is a, no, it's just another human, but it's your blood still. Bro, I would never and it, want, it, and I it's would, you that keeps going. My daughter looks just like me, bro. And sometimes it fucks with me. I think that, like, not in a bad way. Not like, it just. That's why I'm in Montreal. That's why, I like, even when I like, I'll, you gonna if if people will fast find, quicker find me in the suburbs of Canada than anywhere else because. I do not need my daughter to go through anything that me and her mother went through. But that's what you want as a parent. Is 100%. Like, you want 
your children to have the things you didn't have. Yeah, I want people to meet my daughter and be like, yo, your dad is Rayvon. You know what I mean? And be like, and not even really, not understand it. I want that. I don't, I don't, I don't need my, I don't need my daughter. Even if I had a son, I wouldn't want my son to be anything like me. I feel like everything that I've gone through is to make sure that I don't, I don't know. I was telling somebody recently that when I was in like uh, third grade, bro, all I wanted to do, bro, was be a world champion Yu-Gi-Oh player, bro. And the next year, bro, I remember having to come to school every day with two knives on me. And that dumb dreams was dead. Everything on everything from there just felt like I was in survival mode, bro. So I just feel like I didn't I, I didn't even want half of this shit. Nobody I didn't you could have asked me when I was fifteen if I was gonna be a rapper. I, I wouldn't even have told you yes. I wouldn't I'd have had no aspirations. I just needed an outlet. I just needed something you know what I mean? Shit just became a what it was. But like bro, like you yo, I did not I would have much probably have been happier. Being a world champion Yu-Gi-Oh tournament person, bro, then having to deal with half the shit that I dealt with in my life. If my daughter wants to be a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament champion, bro, I will die to make sure that happens, bro. You feel me? Because all of this other shit is not worth it, bro. That and it, 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 I don't know. I really hope that um, that's what people see from my music. Like I'm not as I'm gonna just go see for yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not J Cole. I'm not Kendrick. I don't feel like I approach things like in a super uh, conscious way, but I, I know that I'm honest in how I just feel. If I feel aggressive, I'm gonna rap aggressive. If I feel this, I'm gonna rap this. But one thing that I do know is that uh, I forgot my point. Oh, yeah. oh no, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say you were talking about um, you're not trying to get your, your children to go a certain specific way and it's like, yeah, no, I'm good on that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Yeah, I. I. I just wouldn't. Have, I. I'd done too much and gotten to where I've gotten, to ha- have that even be a reality. I feel like I would have failed myself, if that is even a reality for my child, and it just it hasn't been, and I would just rather keep it that way, because, as I said, I didn't. I didn't want to have to be who I am, in a way, but I am. You know, so it is what it is now. I can't reverse time, but I feel like knowing who I was as a kid and even for me have changed so much. This world is a fucked up place, bro, because I definitely wasn't. I don't know. Things just got weird. Things just got really just complicated for me. Just as years just kind of kept going on and on. So I just felt like. I don't know, even when people ask me, they're like, yo, would you want your like kids to do music? I'm like, no. If they really wanted to, I exactly. Mean, if that's I would, if what it, they want, yeah. But like, I would not push it, bro. This music industry is sickening, bro. It's disgusting. How disgusting? Like everybody, everybody says this, but like, what's your perspective on it, and why is it disgusting? There's absolutely no morals. Yeah. Like it's, especially with re- record label, they'll just like some fucking pioneers and just grab every juice bro. they have from you. You're a tool. Yeah, you literally a tool in a You're way a tool bigger for game. Other people to a make way money. bigger game being played, bro. Oh my God, if people even knew. Like I, that's the thing about it. I feel like we're just people don't understand. Everybody thinks they're a king. A lot of people don't see what they don't. I'm not interested in being like a chess piece. I'm. I want to play. That's why I respect the shit out of any artist that's going independent. Yes. If you have the skills 
and what it takes to success in what you do and don't have to submit to anyone else, you're a king, man. Yeah. That's the real reality of a king. That's why I like staying independent. I was listening to an interview of uh, Dame Dash. I don't know if you know. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) He was arguing. My son don't got no boss. My son don't got no boss. My son don't got no boss. He make his cookies. He sell his cookies. (laughs) He don't got no boss. He don't got no boss. He don't got no boss. And that's what a real man should strive for. You think I call another man my boss? I'm my own boss. Who? Yo, Envy. You you have a boss. Envy, DJ Envy, who you you have a boss, Charlamagne. You guys have signed contracts, right? You have a boss. Do you, Who's your boss? Which one? You, oh, do you own <laughs> Breakfast Club? Do you have shares in Breakfast Club? Do you have shares in Power One Hundred and Five? I don't have a boss. I don't have. And he's right. How can you call yourself a man <laughs> and you're proud to have a boss? Yo, yo, and yo. Dame is like. Dame is a big reason why Hov is where he is. You know, like despite whatever relationship. And, and, and the thing you said, and I said earlier, it's like. Bro, I feel like we're talking about Charlemagne, how like yeah. he, he, bro, is the feds. And it's like, he kept talking about, okay, but what would Jay-Z? What would Jay-Z? What would Jay-Z? And, yeah, he's and just what Dame Dash said, and it's hurt. A, a 100% as fuck. It's like, why other men are so preoccupied about, with other men? Yo, because Charlemagne can't, like, he can't acknowledge that Dame is right. Dame is, uh, yo, Dame is a free man. A lot of these men can't say that. I seen Dame in, um, in L.A., at uh, a back lot somewhere, uh, like one of the, where they, they were filming something, and he just he happened to he was there with his family, bro. And bro was just chilling, like watching these people filming shit like that. And like I remember even seeing him, and like I, I was like, "Yo, what up, Dan?" He's like, "Oh, what's up, man?" Da-da-da. Like just very cool, calm and collective, bro. And it was like, Dame is there with what his wife, his kids. You know what I mean? And like you know that's Dame Dash, bro. He doesn't have to put on this like extra act. Bro, and, and the funny thing is, like, Dame has more money, has more assets, has more properties than a lot of these rappers who are carrying on every day and doing all of this stuff. For and a lot of people show. don't even know who Dame Dash is, and that's perfect for him. Exactly. Well, when you're at a point where you can be, like, successful in what you do and strive for your family, that's you it. don't have the super extra superficial shit that's in your ass all day. Bro. That's what you're trying to get at. 100%. It's like, fuck fame, get money at this point. Like, Yeah, bro. Be more, be more Frank Ocean than Takashi. Mm. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's it, bro. Oh, I was screaming out loud. Be more fan coaching than Takashi. I always tell people that I, I, I'm as soon as as soon as I as soon as I blow up in this shit, I'm out. Like I'm probably gonna retire. Like it's funny. Somebody asked me recently. They were like, "What do you see yourself in five years?" I'm like, "Retired." I'm like, bro, "I'm not. I'm good, bro." Like as I said, I'm not in this to be the whole king of the hill shit, bro. Like I'm just. I don't. But care. even then, do you like making music? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I. So why would you want to retire? Let's say you you don't have no bullshit record label. You don't have anything. Let Let's say you're not even putting shit out. Would you still do music, or not? Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot. That's what happens with a lot of uh, trap artists. Because they're from the trap. Uh-huh. They see music as a hustle. Compared to we're talking about Frank Ocean. I feel like Frank Ocean at some point will just. Bro, if he hasn't retired yet, like, it, it, he will, but, like, ah, it's to a, a point question. where when you're really trying to, like, have passion for music, it's to a point you can't put music without even, do music without even putting it out. And it's, like, a lot of, bro, fucking NBA Youngboy, probably one of the most miserable rapper in the industry because he's fucked with his labels, but this man doesn't even want to rap anymore. 
Because he started doing shit. Bro, his name is never broke again. It was a hustle. He saw making music as selling drugs. Exactly. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, I, I, I'm born. I'm finna be the, the best musician ever. No, no, bitch, I'm finna get rich. And I'm already rich. Why am I doing this anymore? Sucks. So what's your aspect on this? That's a very good question, bro. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I, I know I don't necessarily share maybe what NBA sees it as. I think that maybe being in the industry as long, like, as, as long as I've had, it definitely may have hardened me in how I see things. Maybe my, like, optimism towards the industry in regards to, like, I don't know. I may just also see it as, like, a way for me to provide for my family. I think that the art part about it for me is difficult because I'm also doing music to survive. So until I feel maybe comfortable in the sense that financially I'm solid and then I'm doing music as I think maybe then, maybe not. Maybe I would continue, but I don't know if, if I don't know if I, I keep always telling myself that if I felt like music is something that starts to take me out of my daughter's life at a certain point, I'll find something else to do. But then I don't know, like I like doing film. Like, I'm, I'm really big into film. You like, like movies? Hell yeah, bro. Shows and shit like that, bro. I could write, bro. What's some of your favorite movies? Um, I'm a big mafia movie person. Godfather? Yeah. Of course. Uh, the Departed, The Goodfellas, Casino. What's your favorite Scorsese movie? Uh, he did Goodfellas? He did Goodfellas. He did Departed. He did uh, Casino. Honestly, bro. Ooh. My... Uh, uh, Departed and Goodfellas. Like, Goodfellas to me is a better movie. Uh, We're talking... Oh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, both those movies, bro. I, I don't even know which one's better. Fuck. You were talking... We were talking earlier about, like, what attracts people to gangsters. Yeah. And not even in rap, bro. People have always been fascinated by gangsters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since, bro, since I'm a kid, I'm obsessed with gangsters. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if I really go back to the core... Is that these people will have the balls to say fuck the system? Yeah, but and I'm that's, going that's a part way. of it that confuses me as to oh, why. Yeah? Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, 100. percent Like, that's why even in the American Gangster Story song, it also plays into the fact of like, I spoke like in the second verse. I talked about how like, even the feds, bro, the feds don't necessarily like ping you early on. They wait until you're a, you're a fat fish. They feed you almost until they could take you down. And I feel like situations like that, it's still, a, it's still like this fascination with gangster shit. Even the feds love that shit. Even, all, even the federal government, all these people, the bureaus, all the, all the agencies that they create to take it down, they love it. It keeps them employed. Well, I knew a girl that's like her, her dad was a police officer. Yeah. And he had a whole collection of all the gangster movies. Was obsessed with gangsters. Yeah, bro. He's a cop. He's a cop. He probably got into it because of that. Because of how, how does... He just wants to play his role in it. You know what I mean? But and it's his whole environment. It's his whole fascination to me of just, like, people just... Yeah, people love that shit, bro. Like, we were watching... Uh, me and my wife were watching something. And we always... We noticed um, on Netflix, there's always a ton of murder documentaries. <laughs> I always make jokes for her about it because she always be like, yo, you want to watch this, this documentary about, like, this girl that, like, they found her in a water tower or something? I was just like... Why, how are there this many fucking documentaries about death, right? And then, I, and, then, and then we made a joke. She said it. She was like, America loves all that gangster shit. And I was like, there it is. You're right. You're absolutely right. They love this shit. 
They love this shit. Even we sat there and watched this whole thing. Even episode after episode. It's like three in the morning. I'm just sitting there like, yo, how am I still watching? I'm rolling up. I'm like, did they find her? Did they find her? Did they find her? Where this girl at? And then they found her. Then we stopped. Now it's like four in the morning. I'm still sitting there smoking now, watching this shit. It was this one, some, some girl from Canada. She went to LA. I don't know if you, you it's, it's called a Hotel LA or some shit. She, she's a girl from Canada, goes to LA. And then she just disappears, bro. And they find her body in a water tower. And like, bro, it's like a four or five episode series. And I watched that shit through. <laughs> we watched it. And it's funny. You got to ask yourself why, you know? Like, why is it that we like this? Like, bro, I'm, I love watching Narcos, bro. I am obsessed with watching Narcos, bro. It's just like, it's... But the real thing is, I'm honest. I could honestly say I'm in love with gangster movies. I could honestly I'm in love say... With gangster movies. You know what I mean? I love these things. What I know for a fact is that people can't admit that they enjoy watching rappers die. Nobody likes to say that. It's, it's different. I mean, even myself, let's say, <coughs> it's not going to be like, oh, yes, he's dead. But you want it or not, subconsciously, it gives out a little, like, like uh, dopamine. It's like, oh, shit, that's not usual. Yeah. It's something that breaks your routine. Bro. And people are obsessed with shit that breaks their routine. Yes. So it's like, okay, this is the same shit every day. Oh, my God, this rapper died. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. It's weird, bro. As much as you want to say, like, oh, it's so sad, a part of you were excited. Just like this girl dies in a water tower, they made a Netflix documentary about it. And it's blowing up. Or Ted Bundy. Bro. They got fucking Zac Efron. <laughs> I know. Zac Efron. He's playing fucking Ted Bundy. Bundy. <laughs> sickos. Y'all are sick, bro. I see crazy. And fucking like, sickos, bro. bro. Was, was a girl. You know what show- you're doing. There's a girl, she was showing me this, it's like, Bunch of little girls on TikToks, they're making, like, edits of serial killers, but in a way, like, it's their, their crush. And the whole comment is like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Oh, my God. Bro, that's Bro, a thing. this guy has slit wrists of 12-years-old girl and raped them when they were dead. And it's like... No, that's what? No, that's terrifying, bro. What the fuck? You were talking about... You, you, you a big stoner, huh? Yeah. If he, if he was trying to get high right now, bro, we, we could do a little pause and keep going high. Uh, we're in here? No, no, we go outside, but like we could start again. Uh. So we're back. Uh, subject I want to get into it, uh, get in with you. You moved into Montreal during the pandemic. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was like a ghost town. Uh, so like everybody kept telling me like, yo, this isn't how Montreal is. This isn't how Montreal is. I, I probably got to go to warehouse like once before like literally I went to warehouse like when it was normal I went to like maybe like a hookah lounge uh, a couple like maybe like a session or two and then everything was just shut down and the, like I, I remember when you thought warehouse you, the bar warehouse yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> with the $5 uh, the burger yeah, yeah, the wings yeah. I was which ones to, though because they're more than one the one was, on the croissant in downtown? I'm I like think you. so. Okay. Yeah, where it's like the streets are narrow and there's like a bunch of shops. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, you got to go up those stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh-huh. I remember because I drank a lot. I had to walk down those stairs. But yeah, I remember that. I, I, was, I remember there. And then, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, but it was like a ghost town. Uh, we kind of just, just trying to chill at the house uh, a little, like, for a bit. Uh, I was doing, like, psychedelics and shit like that. Yo, we'll get into psychedelics. Like. Oh, my God. Oh my god. I'm about to do that like this week, I think. Which one? Shrooms. I'm a shrooms guy. Yeah. What, what do you think? 
what does shrooms do for you like uh it puts me so like all right you know how like you have to save up to go on vacation if i do shrooms i could just go on vacation i just gotta just buy shrooms and i could just go on vacation like i have done shrooms before bro and felt like i came back from a week's vacation like therapy yeah 100 percent, bro like sometimes i feel like we think we need to go like thousands of miles away to feel better about some shit but sometimes bro we just gotta go inside of our head it's nice in there dog <laughs> i like being inside of mine like you should your goal should be to strive to a place where being in your head is a good place yeah i've never really done anything for like an escape you know what i mean yeah, uh, exactly. even I me and weed it's not like an escape i would admit that like it is something that i used to like cope with stress and certain exactly because i've been using it as an 100%. escape like but Shrooms, nah. Like I know some. Like I met people. You that can't they do escape shrooms. with shrooms. It put it in your yeah, face. Yeah, people like, yeah, I'm face, gonna do like... shrooms to get high. I'm like, nah, it's not all of that. You know what I mean? Like I actually prefer the microdose, uh, so I could be. Pre- I still have shit to do, but there are days that I do like to just, you know, kind of trip. You know what I mean? And like, not like crazy, but like, yeah, like I, uh, I forgot how much I usually take. Um, but yeah, I like to trip. Uh, but not like I don't do it. I probably do shrooms like maybe like couple times a year exactly you know what i mean it's not a thing that you're going, i've never you're going done to do it like, more than i've never done it more than 10 times in a year but even with microdosing good point uh okay well if i microdose that's different i guess mm-hmm. i meant like over three and a half grams then yeah nah i've never done that like excessively like if i trip heavy i would just do that like once or twice microdose and i would do i would do microdosing more often um i i just haven't sat down and gotten like a supply together but i'm about to start getting like a either next month i think i want to do it like start getting like a 30-day supply and just kind of do it uh it's good bro it's good for you you know what i mean like as i said like i don't like to i have i have a lot to do with i feel like uh not even like even my family or shit like that it's really everything on the outside um so i feel like there's a lot of times where i'm just like yeah, kind of just tap back into myself, cause yo, I don't know if I don't know if you've done shrooms before. Yeah, but yo, like, don't you ever feel like? Don't you be feeling like uh, a things that you be like normally giving a fuck about, or like they be stressing you? Don't you be on shrooms? You be like, damn, it's really not that important. That's and I, I, I think it's a, that's a, like a hard thing for me to just do normally, bro. Like, just kind of like put something to the side. I have a lot of OCD. What it has done for me is that it puts you in perspective on an outside vision. vision, Yes, yes, bro. A third perspective to really see yourself for, like, your higher self. I'm like, let's say, I'm not my emotions. I'm not my thoughts. I'm who witnesses them. Mm. So going back from Mm. that shit and just analyzing myself for what I am. Mm. I was talking to you uh, earlier about, like, you're not the universe. You're its server. Exactly. It really gets you in that perspective. And that's why, like, bro mushrooms i keep saying it i feel like some people get tired of hearing like yo mushrooms changed my life but like no, it literally did yo it saved my life 100 percent. I, I i suffered from like very bad depression bro like crippling depression like i, I couldn't like even get out of bed bro like i said like and it would be like every few months like i'd be okay for like like let's just say september october i'm gucci like end of october bro i'd hit like a spell for like weeks bro and sometimes like i lose all track of time bro i can't leave my room bro like it's fucked up bro and like 
Next thing I know, it's like the end of November. And then I'm okay for a little bit again. And then February comes around, and it happens. And it was fucking with me, bro. So, like, shrooms broke that cycle. I, I don't have those highs and lows. That was a big concern of mine, even when it came to, like, even relationships, too. Because, yeah, there was 100% times where I would just emotionally just be out for, like, a month, bro. Like, a whole month. I just couldn't be around nobody. I couldn't. I was just fucked up, dog. And I couldn't shake it. I used to think it was this, environments, this and that. But now nah, depression is one of those things where it's like, it's like a cancer, bro. It's just sometimes there. Even when everything is good, it, that's, that's when it fucks you up. Because it's when, it's when everything is good. It's not when everything and is bad like, and you're depressed. Because it's internally. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't bro. matter what your outer world is. If you're not good yeah. inside of you, none bro. of it would be good. When I'm broke, be- when I'm this, when I'm that and I'm depressed, it's one thing. When shit's going right for me and I'm depressed, that shit fucks me up. I think that fucks me up even worse because it fucks up my reality. I'm, I'm like, yo, everything's cool, but why do I feel like this? Why do I feel sad? Why do I feel like, why do I feel like I fucking hate myself? You know what I mean? Like, why do I feel like this when everything is going right? Like, why do I feel like, I think it's in those moments that I get scared the most because it's like, I don't know. I, I would assume to be good. You know, so I think shrooms definitely kind of helps me kind of like level out those things and stuff to the point where even when I'm not on shrooms, I'm straight. Like, that's the cool thing about shrooms. It doesn't feel like uh, like if I'm stressed, I smoke and I'll get on stress. But with shrooms, it's like I'll do shrooms and then I'm good. Okay, so we're going to have to conclude this Uh, just before we finish. uh, Do you have any tips on someone who would want to be like start to make music and just get on this shit like? Yeah, um, just, I feel like just stay true to you, you know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. like, fuck all of the, the, like, the, I feel like the, the hype or even just, like, what you may think you need to be, to be whatever in this industry. I think that if you just be you, you feel me? Tell your story, tell your thing, and just be consistent and be just honest, you know? Uh, people can spot bullshit, it's very easy. I feel like people need to just kind of just, people are interested in what you got to say. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if... And you don't got to be from the streets. You don't got to do certain things. It's just, you know, just be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Put out good music, you know? That's really the best thing, I think. And uh, try to stay independent. Like, I'm not really anti-label, but I feel like if you're really trying to, like, get your money together in certain things, it'd be better off that you just stay independent in the long run. You'll, you'll, it'll be worth it, you know? Especially you work hard on all your music. You tell your story and then like 10 years later, you, you, it doesn't belong to you. You don't own it. It's not mm-hmm. yours. It's someone else's. And like, it, you'll probably die before you even get it back. I think that part of it is like, it's kind of weird. It's like writing a journal and then like, someone taking that journal from you, giving you some money for it. And then like, they're gonna go like, have a field day with it, make movies, make money off of it. And then like, it's your story. Mm-hmm. that you don't get nothing from anymore. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, so yo, that was a talk with Oyabun. Stay tuned for more and peace out, man. Brooklyn.